um, in this episode, I'm going to um, talk about how um, people reveal themselves. And you got to watch out. You really do. You really do. So Robert Greene, who the author, um, he he talks about how people leave traces of themselves all the time, and how you really need to be, you know, mindful and aware and believe that shit, right? So I'm going to tell you a story of one person I used to know. Now I only met her three times, three times, and I'm going to show you how many how many lives she ruined that I was aware of in those three times. So let me paint a picture for you. And this is where you're going to see it popping up. This woman worked at the hospital. She was a nurse and known throughout the community. Oh, God, everyone knew her. She was amazing. She was so lovely. Oh, she was so lovely. And when I met her, I thought, nah, you're a bad egg, you. You're a bad egg. And um, she got drunk. And she told me that she basically... um, has had this she's got this soulmate and they went to uni together and they dated for seven years and then they broke up and he's married somebody else right and I was like right and then she let slip that they sleep with each other now and again because they're soulmates right I don't know what selfish bubble she's living in but if that's how she needs to justify her disgusting behavior that's fine whatever right so I'm thinking hmm so you've ruined a family's life because he's now got two kids and a wife and guess what? She's his wife's best friend. And I'm thinking, are you fucking serious? So I'm thinking, what about me? Did you think that was okay to tell? You know? So I'm thinking, well, you're a nice person. I think I even told her in a very sarcastic way. Uh, it would be unlike me to hold back, to be honest. And then I thought, God, I never want to meet her again. And then she, she was a friend of a friend, you see. And she said she was going through a very difficult time. And and I thought, well, maybe I've got it wrong then. Maybe she, maybe she's all right, you know? Maybe she's just going through a bit of a difficult time, I don't know. Because she was in this, in this kind of friend's circle, but she wasn't a direct friend of mine, right? So already she's revealed who she is. But what happens next is interesting. She starts to manipulate. She starts to kind of be a bit more vulnerable and a bit more you know, around excuses, this is why I am like it, I am. And I said to her, oh gosh, if you need someone to come with you, you know, let me know. And um, it was about something, but I had a really, really bad chest infection. And she said, now at the time I was a bit more vulnerable and a bit more people pleasy. So at the time she said, I really need you to come. I said, I can't, you know, I've got this really bad bad infection. And she was like, oh, please, but you've made it thin. And she really, really, like, you know, played on it. So I thought, fucking hell, I'll go, it's fine. Looking back, absolutely no way. She shouldn't have done that. And I should have put my foot down. And then I said to her, why have you made me come here when you know I'm on the desk door? She said, well, you gave me a way in. And I thought, a way in? I've never used that term. I've met another manipulative person who uses that term as well. So write that down. Manipulative people tend to look for ways in. Ways in what? Ways in to manipulate, I suppose. But anyway, so that was the second time I met her and I thought, oh, so she is selfish and horrible then. I was just really confused. So anyway, it was a bit of a war because I was the only one seeing it. I was the only one experiencing this. 
everyone in the community was oh no she's lovely oh she's so lovely oh she's lovely and she used to put on this very high-pitched childlike voice hi and i used to think that is sinister before i'd heard it now the third time i'd met her she um, brought her baby round and she was changing its nappy and i thought fucking hell and i noticed she was doing something really weird she was um talking to the baby in quite a, a low voice and i thought i've never heard you speak low and i said what are you saying and she was talking to the baby doing this you don't need anyone in your life it's just me and you i am all you need it's me and you all the way you won't have boyfriends you won't date anyone and i thought my god you're programming the fucking child and i thought you're giving me the creeps now we're off we're off and then it was after the op operation you see because uh, if you don't know i donate the kidney right so it was after the operation and she said oh i didn't visit you because i was busy and i thought you're yeah, busy fucking sleeping with everyone's fucking husbands and i thought i don't want you to visit anyway you're bad vibes and already in those three times i met her she has ruined a family's life because she sleeps with the dad two kids so those two kids are going to grow up if this ever gets out those two kids are going to grow up with a broken home they're going to have trust issues they're going to feel not good enough because their dad chose somebody else over them the wife will have trust issues because the husband's had an affair the wife will feel not good enough so therefore the wife and the two kids will develop behaviors around not feeling good enough so then they will have a knock-on effect with whoever they date because they will have tr trust issues and they will feel not good enough right so already the spiral it's it's out of control because of that one woman's actions right the second life she has ruined is that baby's when that baby hits 18 and it doesn't know why it doesn't want to date anyone it doesn't know why it has such a bizarre unhealthy attachment to its mom i mean this had hitler vibes written all over it so if you don't know hitler had a remarkable close relationship with his mom to the point where even the village were gossiping like it was bizarre right and i'm thinking as soon as i saw that i thought that kid is going to be so clingy now when that kid gets to about 18 you know won't want relationships will have this bizarre freud type esque relationship with its mother and it won't know why it's so fucked up and then it will go through a series of therapy and a series of hypnotherapy and the hypnotherapist will say oh well when you were two months old your mother programmed you into not having anyone in your life and you not needing anyone and then the whole of the 18 years is like now it makes sense why I'm a fucking drug addict and uh, you know I don't like people you know and I just sleep with people and I leave the next morning because I can't be dealing with attachments do you see what I mean and then that person will just treat everyone else like shit because they can't have attachments so one action will cause a catastrophic domino effect absolute domino effect so that that fucking nurse has ruined two well started two catastrophic events that will have knock-on effects on other people's lives and other people's experiences and that's only through three times of meeting her you know three times 
and she's done those two things. I mean, there's going to be more. I mean, of course there's going to be more. This is the ignorance that we live in. We see these pockets of uh, deceit. We see these pockets of red flags and we ignore them because maybe they don't directly affect us. It will affect you, it will affect the world around you, but more importantly, these people are ruining everybody's life. It's crazy, you know? I've um, spoke to abuse victims where it runs in the family, right? And one person's sick fucking brain will affect the child's, and then they will do the same to their child, and they will do the same to their child. That's not just a, you know, streamline of ducklings. What you've got to kind of take into in account with that is that those kids will date people and they will project their baggage onto that person and then that person moves on and then they are left with the essences of that abusive relationship. It goes widthways. So it doesn't just go downwards or upwards, it goes widthways. So you see, you always want to look out for these essences and, and trails and drips of who somebody is because like I said they might not be directly affecting you from what you can see but they will most likely be putting you in a state of hypnosis but causing absolute chaos in the world so they'll come with karma so what do you need to look out for right in a positive way more than a negative we, we've sorted this out now we know what we're looking for in a positive way you want to look for grace so this is the problem with a world with no grace People just do what they want to do when they want to do it. You can call it whatever you like. Narcissism, personality disorder. And most likely these narcissists do like to have jobs where they're in a position of power. So this community nurse, I mean, it ticked all the boxes. She was put on a pedestal, feeding the ego, you know, and then she has the baby and she's like hypnotizing the baby's subconscious. What a fucking moron. If you have ever gone to therapy, you will know the trials, tri tribulations, and the efforts it takes to find something that is self-sabotaging and sits in your subconscious. It is like finding a needle in a haystack. So she re-triggered me. I was like, wow, I can't be around this. I need to leave. And uh, I was just like, wow, you know? So you need to look for grace because these people don't have grace. They have a, an absolute lack of. They have the complete opposite of grace, you know? So when you see someone with grace, they're very mindful, well, they're very gracious and graceful, very soft, very considerate, all those things. So you wanna be looking at those efforts, you know, those little pockets. You know, I had a friend, I think I told you, I can't remember if I told you, I don't know, I don't know. And um, I had a friend and all along when I look back, she was leaving traces of herself. The selfishness, the lies. It's only because it came to an absolute head when there was enough selfishness and enough lies that I was like, oh, okay, you're just stringing me along because I'm a resource to you. I get it now. But all along, she had been leaving traces from the minute she was late all the time to the fact that she'd never reply, but only when she wanted something, um, to the moment she was like, I'm a goody two-shoes and you're not, and I'm here to help you, that kind of dialogue and narrative. So there's traces left all the fucking time. But you have to be smart, you know, you have to be on it. You know, you can't be in this, you know, 
relaxed state all the time definitely with new people you you that's a privilege you get when you know your people and you know who you're dealing with you know i'm hanging around with a friend tomorrow and i can relax around him because i know what he's about it's great and i got another friend next week and i can relax about him he used to be in the army it's great you know it's a privilege i get to relax we get to chat and catch up you know it's great you know but around new people i'm looking i'm thinking hmm, what are you telling me without telling me you know because it's gonna it's honestly it will it will rescue you from disaster but what i really really want to focus on is the catastrophic damage that one person can do in their lifetime you know that we don't even know about and how many lives they affect and how much ugliness is projected in each moment just because they put themselves first in a situation and they didn't care about anybody else how damaging that can be when you don't have the capacity to think about anybody else like you're completely self-absorbed and you don't think about how it lands with anybody else or consider anybody else it will cause catastrophic damage you know just think about the first scenario where the husband's having an affair how much damage that is going to cause the wife and how much damage that is going to cause the kids not just short term this is long term if your parent has had an affair while you're a kid you're going to have trust issues for the rest of your life and then that's going to bleed into every single relationship and you're probably going to date people like your dad you know because that's how it generally works isn't it you know the amount of times i talk to people and they have like an awful parent they end up dating them about 10 times you know all through different people it's really weird hang on let me take a sip well too mm. so look you've got to be picky you really have i think it's awful i think it's shocking i think it's ignorant i think it's terrible you know if they can rationalize it like decisions are made out of rationale so if they can say well the reason i did that was because of this fair enough fair enough that's your decision you made a decision but it's the ones that don't think and it's the ones that cannot make a decision you get this a lot with um people who have awful exes their exes treated them terribly and look at the damage they've caused you just because they decide to just be a selfish little knob you know and then you're damaging other people because you're so damaged yourself you're now just treating people like shit you know it's it's funny because i knew this girl this is another story i knew this girl who was in a really bad relationship and she was a lovely girl but she got into this toxic relationship and she just didn't leave it she kept going back to it to the point where it's made her toxic now they're over they're obviously it's imploded but she is now so toxic that she's a really shit friend and she only thinks about herself and she never gets back to you and um well she treats people like they are below her now because her self-esteem is so off you know and i'm like that poor waitress and that poor new friend that came into your life has just had a really bad experience with you all because you decided to be self-indulgent and stay in a situation that was bad for you it is self-indulgence i know that's going to rock the boat a little bit but if your so if your esteem was high enough you would be okay with leaving you would 
rip the plaster off and you'd go. In the same way, if you have too many sweets, if you have too many chocolate, if you have too much ice cream, it's not good for you, but it's indulgent. A toxic relationship isn't good for you, but it's indulgent. There's drama. There's constant games. It's feeding your ego. You know, the push-pull, the ups and downs. It's feeding you in a really negative way, but it's indulgent, you know? So you can't live your life, is what I'm saying, being a self-absorbed, indulgent little twat, and then think you're not going to cause any harm. You absolutely will do. And it's not fair. It's not fair on the world. It's not fair on other people. I have seen some beautiful people get pulled into dramas that they shouldn't have been pulled into, and they're not the same again. They're dead behind the fucking eyes, and they've got trust issues, which is a shame, because they had such a little angelic fairy-like vibe and now they're cautious as shit you know so I think it's time to grow up a little bit if I'm honest and you know stop being so either stop hanging around with such damaged people or stop being indulgent and you know stay around these people for that for that reason you know ups and downs lefts and rights and not knowing where you stand can be a little bit exciting and dramatic and it can also be an outlet for, outlet for your own stress because ultimately while that's going on you don't have to have to deal with anything else in your life you don't have to face where you are in life or deal with your frustrations because you're getting caught up in that drama you know so just watch watch traces of people but make sure that you're taking accountability for yourself as well because if you're being pulled into drama you have to ask yourself why are you tolerating that it's incredibly self-indulgent it really is you know but anyway how crazy one person three times i met her she's ruined so many lives in those two two moments like what a twat you know oh honestly it's beggar's belief it's beggar's belief but anyway think about it you don't need this shit in your life you don't need to be bypassing ugly behavior you don't need to be ignorantly mindlessly you know entertaining these self-sabotaging self-serving individuals who are just going to cause you nothing but harm and grief you already know the answer if i said to you now you've got to get rid of a few people name me three people you know three people that you've got to get rid of to get rid of them it's not worth it not worth it because you can wait long enough and uh yeah they'll ruin your life too they will it's what they do uh, there's an amazing saying out there that says something like when the jester goes to court the palace turns into a circus you know and it, it's so true it takes one fucking clown to turn up and your life will turn into a circus uh-uh. see ya bye so i only react to good behavior if i get arsy text messages forget it you won't get a reply out of me um if i get sloppy behavior so it's like oh, i'm gonna call you and then you don't i won't be calling you we're cool you know i only only match and respond to a higher vibration really don't care who you are no power over me sweetheart no power over me you know and it's to avoid the, the clowns it's to avoid the dramas you know so look have an easy life these people are freaks and no, I'm not going to add compassion. I'm just not. I'm not. They can ruin your, ruin your life, they can. So, um, look. Um, 
question and wonder why you need a clown in your life, simple as. They're not very entertaining, they really aren't. Anyway, I love you loads as always. Mm.